This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. And I am the head of the table, the tribal chief. <laughs> Japanese Ding dong. Hello? What are you doing, pal? It's goddamn SmackDown, not that other shit. And you're here to break it all down because it's time for the big payback. Or back pay here. At Russo Brand, channelattitude.com, Big Stevie Cool, Hacker Hamid. We're going all in. Ah, oh, good morning, infidels. It's Labor Day weekend here at the Missile Silo in the Blue World Order Studios, and you're hearing it the day after uh, officially on channelattitude.com. Glad to be back with my man, Big Swimmy Cool. Uh, how's it going, pal? You were looking good in the ocean yesterday. I was super jealous. Yeah, well, first and foremost, back pay sounds like an ECW pay-per-view, not any. <laughs> <laughs> I love the shot by the handheld cameraman. What a rib on Paul showing the, the line of gray and black as if they were shooting yeah. up towards the turnbuckle. <laughs> that, was not little, an that was not an accident. That was a Vince call right there. Really over catching, the, catching the just for men. Well, oh. wearing, off, wearing off. He yeah, must yeah. have back pay too because he didn't have the, <laughs> the proper dosage. So, man, what a what – a, Hey, anything new happen over the weekend or no, you didn't miss anything. Nothing really. Anything. Crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it, probably, you know, the most insane week uh, and tragic week in wrestling, two weeks really uh, in wrestling since uh, probably brawl out last year, right. Uh, with nothing resolved and a lot of uh, bad behaviors being reinforced by NDAs with contract extensions and giving you your own show and instead of doing what they should have done and getting everybody on the same page and cracking whip how it needed to be done, man. And now uh, the whole company has hit the iceberg and uh, they're taking on water. And I don't know, there's a lot of things. I know you were hanging out in the Monday locker room chat and uh, talking about people working injured and is that a liability versus what's in a storyline and just a lot of strange going on this week, especially with the loss of Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt, and uh, Bob Barker, wrestling personalities. By the way, Mandela effect in full effect because I thought Bob Barker died five years ago. Yeah, because yeah, wouldn't they made a big deal out of him almost turning a hundred? They did it for Betty White. Remember trying to sure. to make it to a hundred? We didn't hear anything about ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, or ninety nine. No. No, I, I know there's plenty of people with that Mandela effect. There was somebody else that they were saying, too, that passed, uh, that they thought it had passed earlier on as well. So it's still definitely uh, going on, man. We seem to have some type of reprieve of it. But then as soon as they fire up the colliders that we know about, who knows the ones we don't even know about, there's a lot more than a Hadron Collider of <laughs> what is actually happening uh, while you try and clock UFOs and <laughs> presidents going to jail and every other guy goddamn thing and and here we are in the phony wrestling world where people want to make it a shoot and then it becomes down to millions of dollars and i don't know man feared for his life he needs been going to wrestling shows for 30 years he feared for his life and then it comes out that punk Ooh. took a dive at him and was motherfucking tony up and down and 
you know, just all these cells that are interesting. I know I, I tuned in on Cafe de Rene. I was a guest on there, but then to watch you set the record for live views on there. It looks like you guys were having a good time over there and uh, I was having fun trolling in the chat room as well, man. But uh, that was when it was hot off the presses for sure. And now that's what's got you in Dutch with uh, Cobra Kai and the rest of the Chicago click. Oh, I, I, I'm in fear for my life. Is that true? Yeah, that's it right now. That is it. So I want to, I've observed something and in my limited time training with John Harden at an American top team, by the way, this talking to John, I, I was happy to see him on the Monday locker room, Me too. but I remember John saying something, and this is the same thing with wrestling school or anything else. When you acquire a new skill and you're brand new to it, but you get good at the basics of the new skill you start to become somewhat of an arrogant bully to some extent. Mm. You, st- you get a little too full of yourself. You, you sure. think highly of yourself, to use a <laughs> term that we're familiar with. Punk has like some kind of weird, and it's just an observation. I could be wrong, but let me know this. Ever since he's trained in UFC and then came back to professional wrestling, he's got such a short fuse to start fights because he thinks – he at least knows how to fight better than somebody in pro wrestling. And I don't see him, by the way, sure. telling Billy, Billy Gunn or anybody else with any kind of like, you know, background and like really knowing how to fight like a street fight, brawl, bar fight type of thing. And maybe Nemeth was one of those guys, too, because I know Nick, Nick and Ryan probably could do a little bit of real fighting as well. It just feels like Punk picks his spots with who he's going to beat their ass and and that's am i explaining that right it just feels like no you're not wrong that's exactly exactly what he does uh and it's exactly how he big leagues guys who are under he deems underneath i saw that same behavior 15 years ago and all it's done has been reinforced and i would doubt wouldn't doubt that it's reinforced because he got his ass handed to him at ufc by guys who aren't dudes with just a little bit of knowledge who like he walked into their locker room got exposed and because he took those two losses well now he can go back to the wrestling locker room but he's paranoid that everybody thinks he's a pussy and now he's got to flex his power over those that don't do basic brazilian jiu-jitsu in the wicker park dojo or whatever the fuck so um and and then he picks his spots on guys that don't have the political power or uh, that he thinks he can go over on physically because they're a, a smaller matchup for him as opposed to being the team leader and telling guys, you know, and, and earning respect the way it should, right? Like if you're just a big monster dude or an ex-WWE guy, well, you're fucking over, brother. You're fucking cool. But these indie fucking goofs, fuck them, dude. I can beg league them all day or, or non-contract guys as it was back in the day. And what's strange to me even further is how – the only reason he's really over is because management kept going to bat for him to politic up like Danny Davis would never, you know, like cut punk down even after the fucking Tony Atlas stuff, bro. Like <laughs> to me, that was a, a, a line way too far. And I'd seen plenty of others. Cornette it won't bury him, even though he's doing all the dumb shit to fuck up the locker room. Cornette buries everybody else just because punk's a draw that he gets to do what he wants to, which further goes to allegedly that, you know, people are going to Cornette, whether it's MJF or whatever, because they want to get put over on his podcast. And, and then con, you know, same goddamn thing of, 
I'll put, let this uh, new toy, my favorite toy, do whatever he wants to until I can't anymore, dude. I don't know why he keeps getting protected as opposed to getting stepped on because at the end of the day, he's just one of the boys. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. I would say this, just the encapsulating theme of everything you just said. Paul nobody's too, innocent. Sorry, no, nobody's innocent. No. Everybody's guilty to some extent on both sides. And even the Tony Atlas thing, Tony Atlas just, just was kind of out of touch with what was current and everything. There's most sure. people who just dip back in for the coaching thing. Punk probably should have been a little bit more political with his explanation or just kind of listened and then did his own thing. But at least Punk stood up for himself because we could have not gotten the CM Punk that was anywhere near as over if he followed Tony Atlas's advice about rapping. It's just different yeah. stuff. That's well, all it's it is. Just, it's just not shutting the fuck up and sitting there. That's the like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, like, for your, wait for Tony Atlas to go away after a week and then you go right. back to doing your deal. Right. That's, That's the issue, right? But the AEW thing, literally everybody, I think, in a way, one way or another, is equally at fault for this company being in such danger. And now I'm looking at Khan like that, that speech he gave where fear for my life. And I, I just don't get it. And also at the same time with that Khan, if Khan is every bit the carny that he should be being a promoter, even if he's a nice guy overpaying, doing all that stuff, the CM Punk thing gives him the excuse to lose collision and release a bunch of talent. Sure. And it's Punk's fault, not Tony's. But nobody helped Tony either. They sent him out there in front of that Chicago crowd. What do you think's going to happen? Then he sits down and tries to cut the promo while they're booing him. And word is that he went backstage and was crying. You know, I would have had to go out and cut the promo. The elite. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you might as well, if you're going to boo somebody, boo somebody that's going to at least get in the ring to get their ass beat so you can cheer for the other guy. But. We don't do any of that. And or, if we were going to do it, we were, I would have hit his punk's music and sent the elite out, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah, just just really driving it home and turning the crowd come up. Back. The crowd would have come up. They think he's there, and out they fucking come doing the, the razor walk, right? Yeah, and uh, another thing, too, is the only way to salvage this, and we'll never do it, if you want to copy and paste, he needs to become the evil Mr. McMahon. He needs to be an evil, an evil authority figure now. That that Khan does. And here's what I was thinking yeah. on top of that. I emailed hired... him that, by the way. I emailed him that. Did you? I was going. No, absolutely. Was gonna be, yeah. Well, you I'm can. Well, if I, you know, he never does get back to me. But yeah, yeah it's your job good. to have, not mine. <laughs> well, uh, I would hire two enforcers: Mickey Gall and Mike Johnson. Or not Mike Johnson. Mike, uh, is that was the guy's name? It was who beat him? Jackson, the one that the one the fight was so terrible. Yeah. Both guys got released. My, Mike Johnson's already on the payroll. He doesn't need to. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike Jackson. Jackson. If Mike Johnson went to fight, there'd be ads coming up in the octagon covering the video. The <laughs> <laughs> fight starts. Points. Points. Uh, yeah. But, like, to have those guys there is the fuck you because Tony don't feel safe, right? So why not hire the two guys who whooped his ass just as the fucking – is the rib of it all, dude. Everything that you just said, it's fine. It pops us and everything. But besides the Bray and Terry stuff, which obviously, hopefully, Bray is going to make a tunnel of merchandise and it all goes to his family. So I hope they monetize to, to the benefit of the charity of the family. There's not one thing 
that's happened over the past week. God, I'd say there's not one thing. Yeah, show me one thing. Really, show me one thing over the past year that AEW has done. And you said it. Hey, Trump going to jail, this happening, the world going to shit. It's all reality-based stuff that people can't, can't turn away from. You have reality-based stuff laying right on your lap twice in a calendar year. And you do nothing to draw money with it. Nothing, nothing to, nothing to do controversy in Chicago after all that to get heat on people to turn somebody heel in the elite or what have you to to do the parody, all that kind of shit, and really poke him again because the word was that he's going to release a scathing fucking response to what happened, and you know he will because he can't stop himself on Instagram or any of this shit that he just can't stay small. Uh, so, and and the you know to go to bat for punk. These things that keep happening are instigations to him. Sure, he can go out of his way and, and make some big league moves, but all of the little things of Nemeth firing off the tweet first, Jack Perry talking that shit, fucking uh, Adam Page going into biz for himself. This isn't Punk starting this stuff. But no, he, they, were supposed to be, they were supposed to meet, and they, they nixed the meeting. Uh, between so, them to try to bury. I know you were listening uh, on locker room. Do you think this is the you know play the music the conspiracy? Uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know the car gets canceled and he's got to ride the the subway. Fucking uh, what was the one before that? Something um, like was happenstance where oh. I had said this too on the locker room that there's a story coming out that he wouldn't shake Regal's hand because he thinks he's a Triple H stooge and and things along those lines. Like, are all these things with Jack Perry, Ryan Nemeth, and, and the car getting canceled, Hangman Page, are these all calculated little things by the elite where they're having their buddies take little like stabs at him death by a thousand cuts. Cause you know, he's going to fucking sell for every one of them. So just give him a little catalyst and he'll cut his own throat. And it seems like if he's lunging at con and con feels for his own safety that he had to fire him, then you know, that that plan worked. Why not keep going needle him and get him to sell even further. <sighs> What does any of this do to draw money? And, and you're spending all that energy internally to, to destroy your own company instead mm-hmm. of just going head to head with Monday Night Raw like you should try to do and then right. put all this stuff on that show. And of course, like I always say, promote the hell out of Monday Night Football and try to hurt. You're hurting. You're trying to hurt your own company instead of trying to hurt WWE and bring people to you. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be I mean, they're hurt now. The, the only thing they could do is bring in Edge. That's about the last no, I mean, I, what else? What other move? I want to go. This is going to be a slight rant, hopefully not too long. When is any talent that's come over from WWE outside of Punk? And even then, Punk technically, with the matches he's worked and the storylines, has been lost in the shuffle. How many ex-WWE guys and how many current WWE guys are looking at that and saying, first and foremost, how long is this company going to last at this point? I, I can't go anywhere. Number two... He could offer me five, six million dollars a year, but I might only get one year's worth of work that anybody remembers. And then my value's mm-hmm. down anyway. Could be the last, you know, and then if it's three hundred thousand, say for other talents, that's the last three hundred thousand I'm ever gonna make. Cause if I go back to WWE, they're gonna be like, Well, you haven't been on TV in a year. Well, are we gonna I haven't seen anything you've done. This is the stuff that talents are looking at. Also, WWE 
probably is so happy that they keep being punk five, six million a year every time that they're overpaying all these guys. And then he's going to pay. I, dude, I'm so, I can't keep up and I'm befuddled by the fact of how absolutely nothing they're doing is making sense in any way. In yeah, any none, way. Of, none of it pays off at all. It only pays off for the sheets, nothing on, because they, they can't look embarrassed that they made a wrong move, right? That's the that's their number one thing as opposed to going, yes, this is a fucked up situation that everybody's talking about, but what, we're going to kayfabe it? Like, no, dude, every segment should be talking about the heat uh, to some degree. I do enjoy the AEW botches, look backs with punk on uh, commentary going, if you've got a problem with Jungle Boy, yeah, let's fucking go. you got a problem with Jungle Boy, the problem's with you, which is a shot at somebody that he had issue with because he wouldn't say that at some taking a shot. Moxley going, uh, hey, enjoy him while he's here because uh, soft body, soft mind. Uh, he won't be around for very long. And all these self-fulfilling prophecies of behavior that's never been corrected because management, like Heyman, I hate to throw Danny under the bus by any means because I've never seen Danny put up with anybody's shit. Uh, or fucking uh, or Khan keep going to bat for him to, to get him over. But I'd say the things that piss him off are real catalysts. He just doesn't deal with it like a top-tier fucking – uh, mafia worker should. I also have a prediction that uh, outside of the one I put up on Patreon today, that there will be 20 dueling Canadian destroyers in a row in one spot in Orange Cassidy and Penta. I talked about I that. that was, yeah, and I even put in footage of the the outside the um, car dealership wavy arm guy because that's the way Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy was selling. Dude, yeah. one, I, I lost my train of thought, but it's just... I don't I don't understand it this shit is not hard. It is not no. hard at all to run a wrestling company. Logistically it is, getting all the stuff done. Creatively, it's the you can use the most basic stuff and build a company. I couldn't name you one storyline on TV, by the way. I can name you this one that they're not drawing money with, but you can't tell me and talk to me like I I have to assume that I know, or you assume that I know everything that's going on in these storylines. It's who's the best, like, like punk and Joe. Well, he did the Pepsi plunge because back in ring of honor, I'd stop right there because I didn't watch ring of honor. Right. It's all for some, some 40 year old nerds to be smart to their buddy. He finally got the Pepsi plunge on Joe after all. Yeah. He got the Pepsi plunge on Joe 15 years and 1500 pounds later on the Joe, not Mm. to sound mean, but they look like two overweight, out of shape guys doing a move yeah. that they they've been holding in their pocket for sixteen years. We're doing a nostalgia show for for a four percent demographic of people that cross over who want to act like they're smart so they can elbow their other nerdy virgin buddy and go see. Fifteen years ago, we hit him with that. like, dude. If you're booking for that, and that's really who they're booking for, that's what who Tony Khan is. He's not booking for the masses. He can't relate to the masses. By in in any means, or be made to look a fool by having these guys not be under his leadership and keep doing what they want to do. But you're absolutely right; they missed a huge, huge moment with the elite. This is the point. I'm sorry, I lost it. Sorry. I don't think they're ever going to run Chicago again. How could they? It's beat. It's beat. It's beat. They beat. They beat that. They beat that horse to death. Even with Punk, if he was there, I was yeah. like a Saturday night and a Sunday night show in the same building. 
This Wednesday, 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 Friday, Friday Saturday. Saturday. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Friday. Rampage was. Well, they tape Rampage on, or is Rampage live? So, so technically, Wednesday, they did four shows in the same exact building in one in week. In the same week. This in is like, this is the death knell of WCW when they were doing the Disney Worldwide four months of tapings in a row. Yeah. I, is, it, oh, is it that? Is this company done, Stevie? I mean, you figure Punk brought 10% from outside fans and they're already at 800,000. They lose that 10%. They're down to 720 on average, teetering on 650 on Dynamite. And he wasn't even on Dynamite. So what's this going to do to Collision? I mean, that's going to take it down to 200,000. I believe... I believe Warner Discovery has already lost what? How many millions or even billions right now that they lost? 40 billion. 40 billion. So how much are they paying AEW? And now they don't have the one person they requested for the millions that they gave Khan. That's what I'm saying though. If Khan, if Khan sees this and somebody goes, wait a minute, you can blame punk if you can shed 25, 30 people because we only have two shows now, not three. Sorry. It should only have one show going forward. Yeah. And it should be on Monday. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I will say this too. I I watched, like I said, I watched the highlights of all in and Wembley. I watched the highlights of payback. I even watched SmackDown because that's what we're going to review. Payback and SmackDown had a bigger fight and bigger, bigger building feel than 82,000 people in Wembley. That Bischoff was right. I'm not being mean. They need to be mean to themselves and hypercritical. That show looked like a huge indie show with 82,000 people. That didn't Absolutely. Happen. And did no business. Did no big like, wow, you know what I mean? This is what we're here for to pay, to get anything paid off or set anything up in a big moment, you know? Oh, plus, plus not to interrupt you, James from WSI did a, like a reaction thing. He said he was in the crowd and the updates were coming in during the show about the punk Jack Perry, Tony Khan thing. So instead of looking at the ring, everybody's grabbing they're, the they're at the yeah. show. Looking. They're not even watching the matches. Right. So man, everything is just completely screwed up. And I'm sorry for all the, the guys and the girls or anybody that's where I, I feel, you know, I feel worse for than anybody is, uh, is um, what you call it? Luke Harper's family. Who I don't want this company to go. I don't. Yeah. I personally don't even. Everybody else is an adult. Everybody else, you're gonna have to fend for yourself. Get another job. It's just the way the business works. I do not want AEW to ever go out of business as long as Amanda Huber and her kid need that income coming in. So I just for that reason alone, we're we're so sensitive to it with Bray mm-hmm. and Terry, especially Bray with the kids. I want them to have a very comfortable life because they lost their father and their husband. It's never going to be the I, same again. If they do go under, to be honest with you, and I don't expect WWE because they can't even call a guy back when he's got spinal stenosis. But if charity is the new marketing, I would do something to put her and Jojo together, find a spot for them of what's going to be, something where you can either work remotely or if you want to be on the road, so you're not away from the kids that you ladies are taking care of, whether it's helping with travel or whether it's doing whatever I make her, I make her a PA for whatever media with Jacksonville Jaguars, give her a job because that's my message to Tony Khan. If you want to clip this, no matter what happens to your company, take care of that family, please. Yep. Yep. 
I agree. And and he has been uh, above boards with all that comparatively yeah. to how, how WWE deals with it only when they can get the shine of look at how benevolent we are. And that, that hurts me a little bit for Tony because he just looks like a guy that has the best of intentions, has a, has a pure love of wrestling. And I, if this does go under, I don't think Tony will ever watch another wrestling show again. And I wouldn't blame him because this is just what it is. And if on day one, a Ben Hameen or somebody was there to put up the walls and protect him and insulate him from the people that want to pick those pockets, this never, I never would have let, I never would have let him go out in front of that Chicago crowd. Never. Dude, you would have never, never let him pick and choose the elite over punk or any of that stuff. He wouldn't even have got to that point. Uh, I would have gotten to the elite and been like, this is how we're doing it guys. Just like we did with two CW office, me and Strangler Steve. And those guys never gave us any issue. And now the fact that they have to play the heavies and the politics, they're probably not happy with who they're having to become. In fact, I know it based on <laughs> talking to, you know, two CW office who's very connected with uh, the bucks, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. Who's committee, by the way. Uh, well, that's me, Von Lilas, Don Stevens, you, uh, John Hartnett. And speaking of what we were saying earlier, Carney wise, I don't know if you saw when we were signing off. Uh, Hartnett said they got had to back out of Gutfeld this week, and he's going to give me the stooge on that. But um, Covington was going to be on there. But wow. that they're probably working towards the main event here, uh, December 16th, maybe an early stooge that way in Vegas. So I'll, I was like, I've been wanting to go to a UFC in Vegas, you know, for a lot of years. And I'm thinking to myself, if things are all right with the, with the dispensary at that point, depending on where we are in that crazy journey, maybe, uh, you know, we'll take the ladies and go to Vegas. If you were interested, December 16th, and uh, we'll all go to go check out the fight. John said he'd hook it up. I have to check it out because I actually might be going on the road to do seminars based on the channel's growth and everything. So really, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, that could be Snake Pit Pro. That could be right there with Simbodi and uh, and Delo. Ah, they don't need me. They got those two guys. That's fine. Uh, dude, people want to learn from you, bro. They got a big class. Don't don't undersell yourself on that shit. And if you want to, I'll help with the booking for that for Immortal for a seminar as well. Well, it's only if I survive my paddle boarding. I mean, the people tend well, to drown. Right. But I don't know how to cook that well, so it could be my saving grace. It was nice knowing you. Big Mike. Nice you. <laughs> uh, and we're about to get on the big mic here. Von Lilas was excited you put over his big mic. Uh, I, hate, I hate him. <laughs> but uh, the I will. I got to put it over. Uh, I watched back pay too. I was blown away, blown away by how great the Trish Stratus Becky Lynch opener cage match was bro. Mm. They hit every spot, massive spots. All the psychology made sense. The references of what she did for Victoria's thing to do that. And, and uh, you know, with the widow's peak, um, I know she was touched by that and put out a moment uh, or, or a, a comment on, on social media about it. But dude, Trish was laying it all out there. Huge bruise on her forehead from taking the uh, post of the cage right in between the eyes and, and the cells were excellent and, and everything just kind of came off. I got to say it's the best Becky Lynch match of her career. It's the best Trish Stratus match of her entire career. I enjoyed the hell out of it, bro. 
Yeah, they must have watched that Bret Hart superplex off the cage because I, I got very scared. But the same, they had him. I was watching. I think him she watched down. your video, buddy, and she and her feet did the exact same thing of how you broke it down in the video. I was thinking of you when I saw that. I don't know about that. I think they, I do. I do know. I do know. Okay. Well, thank God then. Thank God I did the video because if they were inspired to do that spot without really breaking it down in their minds to take, because the same thing with the feet and pushing off and, and, and kind of tilting the feet, but keeping them on the rope, flat bum. One of the best superplexes I've seen from a man or a woman. They usually, they just cannot do that. And I was scared, but they, yeah, I have to say probably the best women's match I've seen in years. I like agree. if that main event at the Evolution pay per view at this point, we'd be talking a little bit differently about the women having their own pay per view. That's mm-hmm. what I believe. And mm-hmm. Trish too <laughs> told a guy to shut the fuck up too. I mean, it's WWE, <laughs> that was great. WWE. I have to say, like it's looking at this. AEW has had all the attention on it, the the crowd, the attendance records, all that stuff. But WWE is firing on all cylinders with these shows, man. It is just. I don't know what they're doing, but post-WrestleMania, usually the WrestleMania Revenge Tour, they call it, mm-hmm. was, was dog shit, man. It was flat and watered down. Like after summer, like payback is a throwaway pay-per-view. Yeah. It's one of the best ones of the year. Yeah, <laughs> it really crazy. is, man. The, the build in the story. The, what happened? The build in <laughs> the storyline uh, was we'll break down here when we go through SmackDown. I definitely have issues with some things. But these payoffs and when the girls go in on their matches and it's their time or anybody really, because I thought LA Knight and Miz was a great follow up on that. It was two different styles of what it needed to be. And everybody did what they did their job really well. I was worried that their finish wasn't going to come off. I do want to talk about that though. Um, but yeah, shout out to the women. When, when, uh, Trish was hanging upside down with her feet locked oh. in the scaffold, dude, I was like, please don't let her little skinny legs slip out of there. Like, dude, scary stuff, which is what it's supposed to be. So I was reacting, even though we've seen everything here, these girls kicked ass. I don't think they needed to do the Zoe Stark overbook with her turning on Trish and, and hitting the, that was, and a, that was a, a raw deal. That was a raw storyline. I think that was a fuck you to you. What? <laughs> if, they, if they're watching, if they're watching the Stevie Richards superplex oh. and they get that in, they watch the Zoe Stark da, 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 to go, I'll, I'll hit it clean so you can get over it too. Just, I think they watched them both, bro, to be honest with you, because there's no yeah. reason to overbook that separation between those two right there. They should have let that match end. Zoe takes Trish to the back, and then later we can have some little shoving match or tiff. But to get that in, I think that was a double right to Stevie Richards wrestling analysis. Let me put this over because I the had a problem. Still stupid. The move is still stupid. If she went, <laughs> if she did a, if she did a standard go to sleep after everything happened, the people would have erupted. That that would have been better, right? After yeah. well, yeah, um, yeah, you're right. You're not wrong there. Um. This I have a little issue with, and I, I I just want to get your professional opinion on it. L.A. Knight, they worked their ass off to get to where it is, and he does – I can't remember what he got Miz to the ground with, but then he drops the elbow, and then he goes into the whatever, BT, BFT, right? Uh, yeah, so Miz takes the elbow and, and hits and stands right up to feed into it. I, I, this is where I will say in my training, this is perpetually wrong. 
you don't put a guy on the ground to hit him with something that's a grounding move to have him sell up to hit something that you're going to put him back to the ground in. That's extra steps. If we're doing something similar to that, it's Miz throws a line, in my mind, Miz throws a line, duck one, hit him with a atomic drop, feed back around with your chin out, boom, hit him down. So you're on your feet, you're selling something, or, you know, you you move on a buckle and he, t- he takes his own buckle, turns, feeds back, hit him out of nowhere, like the stunner, because that's what it's supposed to be like, and it's out. But to put a guy on the ground, hit an elbow, Miz had to no-sell that elbow to come up to his feet to go back down. That's where I don't know if LA Knight fully or the agent fully gets this. Miz, I think, totally understands that and goes, sure, I'll make you look a little – you want to make yourself look stupid? Elbow drop, me feet up to go back down? Why not? And that's – and for those who know, that is exposing LA Knight a little bit to management. Am I off on that or no? I – well, I mean, I try to think about it. I mean, if you wanted the perfect solution, you reverse the moves. You hit the BFT and he rolls over and you look down and you do the whole thing and hit the elbow for the finish. Okay. That's what I would do. That's uh, like but, that's like Ray with the six one nine and the over the top rope boom, right? Like well, no, uh, it's something as simple as Rocky with the spine buster into the people's elbow. Right. You know, you, you hit that move, do that. Yeah, I don't think it's as egregious what what we've seen lately. I mean, a whole show too, there was a lot of no selling. There was a lot of stuff that you should have stayed down for the street fight. They were no selling up until the finish. So I don't think it's as egregious as what you think it is to the office. I think that's the way it's booked. I don't think they think think if people are going, this guy doesn't know how to play politics. They want to, there's a little click that wants to expose them by all means necessary. Uh, Yeah. But at the same time, how many times we see somebody who takes a huge move and then just for the sake of feeding up for the finish feeds up for the finish. That's that's what I seen. I would reverse the moves just because that's what it is. I mean, the BFT is getting over to some degree, but that that elbow has every earmark of Rocky on it, and people L A night and say yeah, or they they wait till he's in the air and hit it now to say yeah. So yeah. they're so, with that. So just thing. switch the Austin Rock spot. He's doing Rock Austin. Go Austin yes. Rock. Yeah. Okay. I got no problem with that. And I still, I as much as I, I kind of like buy like balked at it i think the yabo is great i think it's a great name for the finish yeah i, I like yabo too <laughs> uh but i thought they killed it up until that point they were really kicking each other's ass no doubt uh the the street fight i like too crowd was so with it in pittsburgh especially when they popped out of the with the hockey jerseys on and i'm going and then we had a dissension storyline with judgment day they go over for the titles that's where you play dissension. Babies go over. Place pops huge for the Penguins jerseys and all the violence. And then in the main event, we had Nakamura with a whole beautiful cartoon anime package. The fucking uh, speaking with subtitles that has allowed his character to go far beyond anything he's ever done. Seth has two spine, uh, a double spine injury, uh, and they're letting him wrestle. This is the perfect storm for Nakamura to go over and capitalize. Instead, they have Seth go over. Should have been the Canadians going over and Nakamura going over, but they think they're slick and they want to swerve that business, and now they fucked up how both storylines should go. 
them losing those titles, those tag team title opportunity should have been the catalyst in the driving force of them splitting even more. And now we look stupid, in my opinion. There's a third uh, element to what you're talking about, too, because we'll talk about on SmackDown, the face-off with the new Hurt business against Owens and Zayn. So you think it's going to be a title match. Now they lose them, but you're going to continue the angle. They want the gold. Why why would they even bother wrestling these guys now if they want all the gold? So I don't – You that sounds like they did the thing on SmackDown thinking – that Zane and Owens were going over and they right. switched it the day of the pay-per-view. I That's feel the I same way. Yeah. I think somebody thought they were smart going, let's swerve something here. And da, 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 da. because now you've got the titles on judgment day and what you're going to do a split with them. And, and, and then because it costs them, that's what heightens the split. Like, Nah, they missed, you know what they, they're gonna they, do? they missed on both of those finishes. Yeah. Yeah. It's sorry to interrupt. I just, uh, right. You know what they're going to do, and it can work, but it, I don't think it will. The Freebird rule. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and with Dominic. Rule, yeah. Well, the Freebird rule, but put Ray in there to sometimes defend the tag belts. Because mm-hmm. she was used to, I mean, this is what I don't like and do like about WWE. I wish they would get a little bit better at it. Rhea was basically a bust for like two to three years, and they were throwing the title on her with nothing except – Here's her moniker. Here's the stomp and the concussion pyro or whatever. And that's what she is. When these talents finally get good, she's the exception. When they finally get good and they get it, talk about top dollar, even talk about street profits and other ones, they cool them off then when they're actually good. She, yeah. She's an example of, oh, God, if we just do a slow burn with this talent and then she gets to that point, and never comes down. And that's the problem, too. When she loses and they lose, they're getting knocked down, lost in a shuffle, instead of like Savage and other people. Once he got up into the main event level, he never went back down, ever. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with WWE. Mm-hmm. The elevation uh, is quick, but then when you drop, you never come back into that. Drew, Drew's another one. Drew's another one that he, he carried the COVID era. You should reward that guy to some extent. Right. But he's kind of floating around. I gave him a sword. What the hell else you want, pal? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I, not to put heat on him because it doesn't make a difference, but it, even though in that Ms. LA night match, John Cena's refereeing, his counting was some of the worst I've ever seen. It was Bronco <laughs> Lovich from world class. It was pretty bad, bro. It was pretty bad on the two counts. Ah! <laughs> Anti-gravity hand on a couple of them. But uh, what are you going to do? We had a good time, stole some T-shirts. Uh, let's get to SmackDown unless there's some other uh, back pay that I owe you. Hmm, off the check. Okay. Uh, we do a bloodline recap. Uh, Cena's here. He's going to do a promo to hype India. So he's doing seven shows here. And I he's saying that's probably it for him forever until next time. Um, and then Jimmy Uso comes out to interrupt. And he goes, the only difference between you uh, and the tribal chief is you take and take and take, but you do it with a smile. I, I thought that was kind of a weak line. Uh, and they were waiting for a big crowd reaction, and nothing came. Even DJ Jazzy Def wasn't uh, ready with anything. And then Cena goes, "The ro- you know what I see? I think the wrong Uso quit. Take that. And no 
no response, no res- Yeah, girl. Uh, I put uh, whack, weak writing. Uh, this was not a good segment to open right here. They just thought that, hey, these guys are the most over. They'll go out and get it over, and none of it really played. What do you think about the whole status of this whole thing with them? Now it's like all of them are kind of lost in the shuffle of their own gimmick, the yeah. bloodline. Yeah. They all have something. They're together, but they're not. They're separated, doing their own thing. And it, this is a – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Russo up the saying, but basically the whole is not the same as the sum of the parts in this in this example. They were so over, and there was so much more you could have done. Sami Zayn could have got another six months to a year out of that. His checks were probably amazing during that time for merch. Mm-hmm. And now he's – just another baby face hanging out with his best friend. Yeah. Do got to put over his best friend, though. Kevin Owens looking probably the best he's ever looked, bro. Looks like he's dropped about 15, 20 pounds. I hope he keeps on that. I couldn't believe that uh, Swanton bomb that barely hit, man. He hit that concrete hard as He took all of that. Yeah. yeah. He... Damn. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's all right. Bless Lock- you. Lockdowns. Um, Lockdown's coming. That's it. Get a mask on that guy. Uh... Theory and Waller uh, backstage giggle segment. Uh, and then Santos Uno Uno leg. Oh, they, they, that Santos Uno leg is going to be uh, their, uh, an easy opponent for them. So then we get LWO versus Theory and Waller. And I think everybody's like, wow, there's money on Theory and Waller together. Individually, they're kind of having a little struggle. They get over here and there, but they're kind of the same preppy dickhead. Uh, from every 80s Brat Pack movie that you want to see taken out. So why not uh, have two characters on the same side of the fence to yes and each other? I think there's a a good little run there for both of those guys. I do too, but it just speaks to you had all these investments made in Austin Theory as a singles guy, and now you forget about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. This kid Mm -hmm. was on the rise quick. He is the next John Cena. If they let him be and if they – they book him to be that. He just has so many similarities to Cena as a heel mostly, but I don't know. I mean, Grayson Waller's a good kid. He's finally getting his, his rhythm, yeah. his stride with everything. But once again, how much goodwill did he – when you expose a guy that wasn't quite ready, he was just about ready, and and let him learn on the job like that, that can be pretty yep. dangerous too. Yep. Yep. I agree with that man uh but he has risen to the occasion uh, more more often than he's uh you know botch a spot but it's lwo up here uh they're pumped about it who's fucking hit me up sorry just gotta see what's the lawyer was it uh, they, was it, were they up or i was a little confused because didn't they there was well, there was maybe i got it match, wrong tag match with the L. I could have swore that no no grace Waller went over with that with that it's called the th- uh, Rolling Thunder from Down Under, the Stunner. Okay. All right. I missed that then. Which is I'm, good I'm, because if you want to push the guys as a team, they got to go over. Sure. Sure. Um, so I got the finish line. Pretty boys up. Uh, but I do get- have to say that. I do have to what? say this, though, that this team has been together. They're actually a branded team and all that stuff, and the makeshift team beats them right off the bat. That's I don't know what else you do, but that's a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that is a mistake. Uh, what what do you do in the Schmaz finish there? So they gotta gotta have an outside uh, team that they're really feuding with, or one of the people that uh, 
you know, they've effed over on the Grayson Waller show. We get uh, Meachin uh, crazy backstage with Pierce, uh, and Jimmy Uso walks in and gets heat, just kind of like big league in, and, and uh, you know, Pierce has to apologize to Meachin. Bobby Ashley uh, enters, and then they go to commercial. They come back, and we see the OC backstage where Meachin is stooging off that Jimmy Uso just uh, – shit disrespected her and and then it was fine and aj says nah the hell with that it's not fine he gets hot about it uh machine gun and 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 uh fastest don't really give too much of a fuck uh but then we go back to bobby ashley in the ring and he's cutting a promo for the- real quick right there go ahead yeah please is that i might be too much inside baseball on this mm-hmm. do you think that's a rib on punk and regal with triple h it could be. It very it well could way. be. It seems very similar. Oh, he disrespected yeah. me. I'm going to go stooge. And then we're going to – very, very – I mean, I, that could be it. They've had a couple of things where Graves will say, he's going all in on that. Like, you know what I mean? Getting getting definite lines in uh, for it as well. I think Messina had something that was a covert reference. I forget what it was, though, uh, on the pay-per-view. Uh, but Bobby Ashley, who we thought her business was going to be, you know, reinvented black lives matter into ballers and a heel faction and, uh, with some nation of domination mixed in. Nope. We just wear Jack Victor uh, and Versace and, and, uh, and whatever else Ralph Lauren suits now. And that's what we do. Uh, but we're baby faces who still jump around and dance, but you're supposed to hate us because we're rich and we wear suits. Like you see a lot of that where it's street guys, uh, doing the perpetual cool black guy slang shit, wearing fucking $2,000 suits. Uh, no, uh, go check out gorilla Nems. Don't ever disrespect me out here. They're again, they're getting it completely wrong. You're either high level NBA players who are making millions who don't give a fuck about the common man or your street hustlers who fucking love shooting dice dancing when the beat comes on and you got a fucking pit bull. Like that's who the fuck you are. Like pick one. You can't put both of those flavors in the blender and mix them up and expect to come out in a tuxedo suit in a, in a suit and jump around and shuck and jive and Bobby Lashley going, I love you. I'm going, what the fuck is going on here, bro? My question to you is two things. Uh, if you wear the Jack Victor suit, are you going to drink out of a solo cup or are you going to drink the Walmart spark- sparkling water? Yeah. What well, a $2,000 suit. And also, is it more dangerous? Should I be more scared to be put on notice or in notice? Which is scarier? Yeah, I would say in the notice because that could mean Khashoggi level things. You know what I mean? So, or they just um, like you come out for your match when your entrance crosses, <laughs> or they they just like to show you leave. That could have been the other choice. Uh, well, real recognizes real, and that's what uh, the big point of this is. And now they just keep saying recognize, and I'm thinking to myself, here's the meeting. We got acknowledge over acknowledge me. What else can we do? How about recognize me? And now you're gonna get you better recognize. You better recognize back to 1991 hip hop fucking tropes, bro. You're gonna hear record. When do you think they're gonna come out with uh, too legit to quit as they come out? Oh, I think yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> MC Hammer. Will the I think can't touch this is already the summer the slam theme for. That's why it's NDAs. Can't. <laughs> uh, 
walking around in suits. Uh, dude, here's the thing. I put Pygmalion, my fair lady. <laughs> what are we doing? We can take street black guys and turn them into Connecticut white guys. Watch me. All it takes is some suits and to tell me a lot. Like, that's what, by Jove, I think he's got it. He's got it. He's not speaking Ebonics. He's got it. Like that. I was waiting for my fair lady to break out right there. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plane. That's really what they're doing with this. Hey, let's take some shucking and jiving bliz and turn them into it's what's the fucking uh, Eddie Murphy movie uh, trading places. Mm-hmm. So Vince, so Vince and Khan bet each other a dollar that they can do make these guys do this shit. It feels oh. like it, bro. It feels like it because none of it's making sense where they wanted him to be heel. We're just now putting him in suits and doing pre-tapes in a fake jazz club. And that's supposed to connect with people. And that's the same exact set that the LWO was doing when they were the, the rich Mexicans. Remember it was the <laughs> same exact place, right? With the same that's seats. It's a hot club. Do they rent out like rent a, rent a gimmick or something like that? Rent your set. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We bought this jazz set. We're going to use it. Deucey, get the saxophone and blow. Uh, I put I'm not down with the Street Profit reboot. I'm really not. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh, versus the LWO. Um, good pace. Get over here. KO looking slim. Good job. Um, you know, for, to take the belts off them now, what do you do with Kevin and Sami going forward? Interesting. Interesting. I mean, having a heel team – Having a heel team to chase is always good, unless they're going to have them maybe win them back tonight and then the dissension starts again. That's the I only way. It has, to be, has to be a quick, because if it's a month from now and then you have dissension, it's like, well, you guys got along for 30 days. You can't get along. You're making money. You're champions. Right. But if the if tonight, as we're recording this, they J.D. McDonough does something, screws it up, and then it's it's on, that's right. the only way to save it. Put it yeah, back I on think I, I, that's what I was thinking too. You got to do it main event, put it right back on them to keep the dissension storyline going because they even cut the thing backstage with Cena at Backpay where he's doing his um, <laughs> Southern uh, Fried Wrestling interview character uh, and and saying, "Well, I I knew there was some dissension in the group. Now, now once the family always fights, but brothers when we're out there, we ride or die to get like." Okay, so there's no dissension, I guess. Uh, that last eight weeks of my life meant nothing. Thanks. Um, then we get AJ. I want to ask you a question about Cena. Mm-hmm. Cena is having a good time out there. He's enjoying himself. But do you feel like when he interacts in something that the other talent is being completely dead serious about, that he's almost making it into a parody by his reactions? Ooh, 100%. ooh, ooh. You know what I mean? It's almost like, yeah, this is phony, man. You're you're 100 percent right on all that. Whether it was the Jimmy Uso promo where he's sitting there waiting for him to say his lines before he gets his out, or this uh, you know parody stuff, uh, you're you're dead on. Where he's, I get it. I went to Hollywood, but I came from wrestling. Now I'm back, and isn't wrestling phony? Everybody, like it feels like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what they say in Saudi Arabia about that, pal. Uh, AJ and Jimmy. Uh, shoving match uh, and solo attacks uh, AJ backstage, uh, you know, getting Jimmy's face, um, even though they're, again, they're in the same crew, but they all kind of hate each other. Weird. 
Um, but one thing I will put through on this is at least in this episode, they have a through storyline with Jimmy interrupting Meechin, the backstage reaction with AJ and the OC, this confrontation, Solo interjects himself, which leads to the main event. For years, we would allegedly write notes going, please have a fucking thread throughout the show. And here it is. So I got to put them over for that. This wasn't a bad little show, don't tell backstage action scene. It is, but there hasn't been enough focus on Jimmy over the past few weeks to make us care about what Jimmy's doing throughout the whole show. All we're asking ourselves, if anything, is where is Jay and where is Roman? Mm -hmm. Which legitimately, where is is this guy just, I mean, it's fine if you have time off right now and you're part-time to some extent, but dude, you're the champion. I mean, you are drawing good ratings when you're on the show. What is, what is that about? Mm-hmm. Why isn't there anything on on back pay with you, even pre-tape? Hmm. Uh, Miz wouldn't have put him on right away. Oh, so we have Miz and LA Knight in this segment right here. And I would not have put Miz, I mean, I know we're going to the pay-per-view, but I wouldn't even have had him on the, that show Friday. I would have done more recap because Miz ate LA Knight's lunch on Monday with the impersonation parody. And now it's LA Knight's time to be able to clap back, but to have Miz in the ring that takes away from LA Knight's promo time to come out as the Miz and do his parody that way. He should have come out doing uh, similar stuff to get back over. Um, I felt, I feel bad because every time it's, some big spotlight for LA Knight to shine and show that he is as good as the rock or Austin. He something fumbles and he, and he drops the ball. He botched a, a line here on the, that he used to go to the check cashing loan store. And I, <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Like these recaps of how hard I had it as compared to where I am now. Like, and you're just trying to get through the monologue as opposed to being in the moment and the words moving through you and you usually, and you telling your real truth, this was contrived. We got caught up on our words and it all went to shit. And Miz is just standing there going, Hmm, you're fucking up. You're fucking up and not saying nothing to him. Do you think Vince was speech to text and he was like the check and he's like, it's dot, 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 cashing stars. Say it like it, exactly <laughs> like Vince said it, because it sounds like Vince wouldn't know what a check cashing or pawn no. shop is. Here's what I would have done if I was creative in LA Night. We allegedly were at one point. Um, I would have Mrs. Music hit. Mrs. isn't there tonight. Mrs. Music hit. LA Night comes out in LA Night game, cuts it off with the microphone and says, he's like, yeah, Miz, Miz, Miz imitated me and imitations the sincerest form of flattery mm-hmm. that's why i'm not dressed like him because he sucks because yeah. he sucks and i'm not doing it i'm gonna go back you play la Knight's music and let it give all the people what they want go back hit la night they pop even more for that and sure. he basically goes to the ring cuts a promo on miz and says i'm gonna shove those sunglasses the chain the vest everything you have. i'm gonna shove it right up your ass yeah. that would have been Yep, I'll take your squirt gun up your ass and kick you in your little balls. Like you get it all over. Right. Like uh, there was something about time travel in there. Uh, you know, uh, two of the back to the future reference. I put, get me DeLorean. So, you know, Vince might be flux capacity on master shoot theater this year, this week. Uh, I put, that was a C plus segment, bro. I wanted those guys to really hit a home run 
um, after Miz's awesome job earlier in the week. And I think they didn't set this up the right way for anybody to get over how they should have. It, it sucks too, because this guy should have won money in the bank and that would have been his gimmick to yeah. carry him through that. Yeah. And if he's turned around in every single match and defended the briefcase, it would have gave it more credibility and more stakes in each and every match. Cause not only is he trying to cash it in, but he's also got to hold on to it. That's that's an element of the of the briefcase that I think they need to really add and make it kind of a de facto title that can change hands. I agree. I agree. And we've got some uh, interesting Vince-isms uh, in this next segment and some things I like. Damage control. Uh, sorry. We are in control now. Comes out and we get Bailey versus Shotzi. I put, I like Shotzi's look. She's She shaved her head, her hair's growing in, and she's got these little pinhead spikes all over the place. She looks different. It looked cool. Uh, and, and it definitely looked punk and rock and roll. Uh, and then they even say that she's a shaved panther. Uh, and I'm not sure where this is coming from, but Deucey, get me, get me a panther. We got some shaving. Did, to you, do. Watch, did uh, you watch Anchorman with the panther cologne or something like that? Something. But then the next reference we get is Prodigy Firestarter. If you remember that uh, little ditty from 1998. So now we're going 25 back years to uh, uh, Grindcore Techno from the UK. Twisted Firestarter. Can you, uh, can you uh, imagine if Vince starts calling her the White Panther? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's no Panthers that are white. Yeah, get me a White Panther. That's what I want, pal. Uh, then we get the belt heat spot gets cut off by Charlotte. Uh, Cher runs in, and then we get, ooh, bad strikes into the finish. Phony as fuck. Uh, bad could have been too good uh oh just uh just bad finish what what would you have done to rewrite this finish on here i put ask stevie uh to punch this up it's too bad this could have been good yeah it was it was slightly overbooked and then people are a little bit inexperienced i think charlotte it unfortunately gets worse every week in some regard it just feels mm. even more phoned in each and every time and they started calling her the alpha female now did you notice that no, I missed that. They one. called her the alpha female. So there you go. Monty Brown. Uh, Monty Brown's got something to say about that, pal. I don't think, uh, man, I, I can't think of a finish that could have been much simpler or what they were trying to talk about or telling the story, but it's just a weird thing. And also, once again, dissension between uh, the Japanese girl and Bailey, and they just completely stopped. Like there's yep. no jealousy. And now you're going to pick it up three months from now. And we're supposed to remember there was some seed planet way back there. I think Shotzi coming back should have, you should have gave her a couple locals first, you know, to do that, to get some wins before this, because she pops up and she's just in the ring with Bailey out of nowhere. Why? I mean, then, yep. and then that's, that's another point too. They, they cut her hair. It's an extremely personal issue yeah, you're not going to have a match at back pay? The, a hair match where it's like, I've got the scissors and I'm coming for you. I just right? mean in general, you're not going to have a pay. You, you, you get your hair cut and then you shave your head on your own mm-hmm. and you're not going to be rewarded with one pay-per-view match? That's not right. Nope. Nope. Something strange there too. Uh, Seth and Nakamura recap. Uh, two uh, infections in his lumbar spine. 
uh, go to work. Uh, Stevie, I think if you up it and you really hurt your spine again, you could be uh, the working man's champion. I missed an opportunity. I was laying there uh, near death, put a pick line, and I said, perfect time to become world champion and, and become a workhorse, a workhorse. A workhorse world yeah. champion. Yeah. That is that is the most mystifying thing when there's a merger about to happen that they're publicly putting out there. I have a broken back, but the but the company just keeps putting me out there. <laughs> what this is the bubble. This is 100% the bubble. And, and it's the reason for him to go off the road to get his back taken care of So and Shinsuke to go over, right? If Shinsuke, and, yeah, if Shinsuke at this point, the best, most cared-for push this guy has ever had, you know, you got the Alistair Black pretty much getting the it. same thing, yeah. right, with the cartoon. So just Jimmy Paradise doing this and Charlie yep. Borash. Make this guy, elevated him with these vignettes, took advantage of the fact that he's not very good at English. I know you're mad about that, but put it in something. No, that- dude, I put fucking, I put Shinsuke, Shinsuke overdub makes me want to learn Japanese, bro. Like it, I want to, I want to say what he's saying in Japanese. That's how, you know, when ESL is a, uh, English is a second language, they have them watching fucking old Sanford and son or Brady bunch episodes. And you, repeat what they're saying that's how you you learn to speak it through watching tv this is a great learning tool of of actually promoting the culture and wanting to say nondesca arigato whatever it is right like and and you have them lose <laughs> you have them yeah, fucking lose i, I don't, absolutely I don't even understand it oh so i, I yeah that makes a lot of sense because i was down at the performance center and ran into shinsuke and i was trying to help out and he had to shut up dummy I was like, oh, that's strange. <laughs> I got that from San Francisco. <laughs> what do you want, you big dummy? <laughs> uh, I, I remember when Shinsuke was selling during that match. He said, this is the big one, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was this close to making a Bray joke there, and I didn't. Um, but uh, oh, on Trailer Park Boys, there's one episode or one season. Yeah, I know. There's one season uh, where J-Rock goes to Mexico and brings back a Mexican bride, and that's how she learned English was uh, through this program of all 70s TV shows. So every one of her lines in the season is something from a fucking old-school TV show. You take the good, you take the bad, and there you have the facts of life, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, solo oh. versus AJ. Um, good uh, thread of AJ and OC throughout the show. Uh, I put... Solo seems really unsafe in this, bro. There's Samoan drops where he was AJ wasn't even being held on to or like in place for it. And there was a, a back body drop where he wasn't like down and able to post the right way to flip him. AJ had one hand, he's going off sideways and lands on his hip really hard, bro. I think this was up to Solo to be taking care of AJ Styles. And there was a couple times where we're going too fast. And we're just fucking hawking shit around. And AJ's got plenty, only a couple punches left on his bump card, I'm sure, bro. Uh, we get Jimmy Uso running uh, at the end, and Solo goes over with the spike. Uh, Solo goes to spike Jimmy, and Heyman stops him. And we kind of go off with that. And I'm going, where the fuck is the OC? <laughs> like, they're all backstage. And again, nobody runs in to, to get the bloodline to fuck off here and check on their boy. Category forever. 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I think Solo, people don't know because of the way the kid looks. And also, you know, he's been used really properly as kind of like a bodyguard diesel type thing for the group. Now that he has to work, and I think he was nervous and scared and really wanted to take care of AJ, which made him overthink everything. He yep. rushed it. And it, the opposite always happens when you are trying way too hard to do what you're supposed to do anyway. That's yep. what I sensed. I, I don't think you're wrong there, but I just watched an AJ take these bumps. And I'm going, oh, <laughs> ouch. Well, <laughs> well here know. we go again. Why isn't Jimmy, Jay, and Solo having enhancement matches with locals and destroying them? And then yep. you lift them up, and then you have everybody kind of cross that universe right there. Very strange. Or the fact that we had uh, Solo earlier going at AJ and backstage, why doesn't Gallows or Anderson fill in in that spot and they take him out instead of a bigger match like that, you know? Worst friends ever. (laughs) Too sweet. Um, But, y'all, that's what was the wrap-up going into Backpay, and I thought Backpay was a pretty goddamn great pay-per-view. I just really think they – switch those finishes on the Owen Zane match and the, the Nakamura match, because neither of them were the right choice to further the storyline in the best way possible for judgment day, keeping Sammy and, and uh, Kevin hot as baby faces and getting Shinsuke where he needed to be in this push and making Seth. Now we know Seth's got a major back injury. It's not going to heal itself between now and then. So who's the one who's going to get to pick the bones and go over on them? You got to come up with a whole nother heel to do that. Why wouldn't Brock show up and in one match go, I can beat this fucking guy with a bad back any day of the week. So, you know, and just take the title. It just doesn't make any sense right here. What are two things about that? If he if he's not going to lose the title with a broken back and then he recovers and loses the title, with that, he's stronger then. That makes no sense. <laughs> And, dude, how long? I mean, I watched the highlights, but they literally left in, I mean, in the WWE highlights, must have been two minutes minimum of him just there. And the people weren't super loud with the singing. It was dying, and he just waiting for it to come back up, and it never – did you sense that? Yeah. Like, dude, this it, is it's, it's jumped the shark, you know, uh, absolutely. Uh, I just can't believe, like, again, we've made major investment production-wise. We've got this guy over production-wise for the first time in his career. The fucking cool anime shit that's got money written all over it, a Shinsuke comic book, a Shinsuke cartoon, whatever it is, something added. And nope, uh, fuck it. He's not that over. Not as over as Seth. You know (laughs) know what the mistake was once again? I'm saying it. When he said, I'm sick and tired of it, go away for a week. Then the packages, the vignettes start with that voiceover, with the anime. Then you feed them three, four, five, six local talents to go over and show that he's different. New outfit, new everything, new Titan Tron, new song. Then one guy, he completely runs over in the lower to mid card. Then he fights Seth. That's only two months. It's not a long time to get this guy where he needs to be. He really needs, to be honest with you, if you want to get heat, he needs to fuck up Boogs, and he needs to fuck up Pat McAfee. Good point. The people that were his biggest supporters. Yep, because yep. They, 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 didn't, they didn't do anything, get him anywhere. He's going to get himself somewhere. 
They, apparently not, except for one match. <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess one, not. Hey, you've had one more world title match than me, Shinsuke, but I would have beat the guy with the broken back. And maybe, maybe now the team of broken back, SR <laughs> and SR, could be a thing. I'm not going to wear goldfish. Um, yeah, I, gold, so. <laughs> you heard it here first, Deucey. He wants to do the broke back mountain angle we've been waiting on. Right, we got him. We fucking got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I, they could have spun out and done something with all of the uh, Japanese contingent if they would have broke up Bailey and EO Sky and they would have had uh, Asuka turn. You know, and even Tozawa could go, I'm not a fucking clown anymore either, and had some disgruntled uh, New Japan-type uh, click form together, have those girls go on to to win the tag titles. There's tons you wait, can do. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. How can you fuck with people if you actually treat them right? How can you – How can you, you're ruining everything. Stop. Don't you how, see that I'm trying to get them all in the ring at one time for one super promo? Hmm. <laughs> you want to build like a great wall hologram oh, <laughs> points on crossing China and Japan as well is uh super oh, what American would Ben say I would say build me a nuclear reactor we're gonna he Fukushima fuck them all over <laughs> he went to the Chinese bomb Pearl Harbor <laughs> I don't give a shit about North Korea we're gonna win this shit's about to get Meechin up in here <laughs> Oh, uh, that's right. Well, we Pearl Harbor job to hear you guys, whether it was uh, the attack of CM Punk, uh, the big payback style or SmackDown live review. We got it in here on channelattitude.com, Russo's brand. And uh, there's no better place to subscribe right now than Stevie Re- Richards wrestling analysis channel. Awesome videos that are inspiring your pay-per-views uh and and wrestlers to become a better version of themselves and uh hopefully we can all strive to be that man so uh stevie what's the big one on the the underrated or the versus series or uh breaking down any finishers what's coming next man well i just uh i just made it live right before we started recording who has the best spear in professional wrestling Mm. goldberg roman reigns edge or rhino which i i I'm partial to Rhino just because he calls it a gore and, and just makes it different right off the bat. So, of course, I'm people kinda, wanna... I'm kind of upset that you left out Apollo Cruz, who actually carried a giant spear to the ring. Well, I've been pointing out all the mistakes in the <laughs> comments already, so don't worry. They're not shy. Okay. I forgot about Lashley. And God, man, this video took like an hour and a half to film and then edited it down to 18 minutes. But also later this week, I'm going to put out the newest what went wrong video is about me and how I botched the styles clash. And it was 100% my fault. And I break it down and talk about the mistakes I made during that move and the reason why I almost got really hurt. So that's part of that. Also, I'm going to probably eventually add basic moves like lockups, headlocks, the different things out there that they can do. So if we start seeing some good lockups. Then your theory is correct. I, yeah, I, I would love to see that. I did actually see a good lockup uh, last night when they put it over on uh, what was all out or all in. Um, they finally got to where we they should have with Miro and uh, Hobbs, and those guys locked up, and it was awesome. Exactly what I just was teaching in class without like one step, two step. No, you lock up, get in there, move them, and and spin counterclockwise and go and make the lockup the struggle look great. And those guys absolutely did that last night. So look forward to all those masterclass lessons from Stevie Richards wrestling analysis. 
One more thing. I want to thank everybody. We just surpassed 100 Patreon supporters up on awesome. patreon.com forward slash Stevie Richards. And if you want to check out the uh, doling running off the ropes, Canadian destroyers, which I, I just had a stroke just talking about that. Uh, amazing, amazing stuff. My favorite part is just they did like basically split screening the Orange Cassidy and the wavy guy outside the car dealership. So that's going to be a video coming nice. up later too. So, dude, I, I, if, if I was there, if I was there, that's a definite meeting with not even talent. That's a definite meeting with fucking all the producers saying if this ever happens again. It won't happen again for you. Trust me. <laughs> no, I, predict, I predict between 10 and 20 on a spot by the end of the year. Yeah, They're going to think it's like Seamus's thing. Absolutely. Bro. Where they count. Uh, mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, they're just ribbing yeah. the, they're making a joke of the business, bro. That's, That's okay. It. Give, well, me, that give me videos. Give me content. <laughs> hey, what's the uh, countdown? Y'all, are you guys no, I know we're all, we're over. Sorry, Jeff. What do you think the countdown to Don Stevens uh, discovering my content and, and acting accordingly? Uh, I think they're all smartened up to it. I don't know. I think you might be getting a pass in this because of the positivity to some degree. But when that will look like something to embarrass him, Don will strike down upon me with uh, furious anger and vengeance. And I saw Don, the most well-known referee in the history of the world, uh, mm. at the signing and uh, looked a lot like Lonely Virgil to me. So uh get her a bucket of carrots and let's fucking get to work uh oh <laughs> uh, y'all uh, we did all the work here today you guys thanks for subscribing to channelattitude.com stevie's youtube stevie richards fitness ben hameen youtube channel i've uh, been going live there uh, i also have a new episode of the consultants out and a new one on the way where i found some alleged emails from a network executive uh, that i'd like to break down as well so uh, appreciate all the subscribers patreon.com slash media group and uh my good friend big stevie cool the roller coaster beach bum himself here russo brand channel attitude.com